This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Sports Better's Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network. All right, Jimmy Ott and Dave Koken here on this Monday talking some Major League Baseball and Sports Better's Paradise and here on the YouTube channel, the Bet Rivers Network YouTube channel. Dave, how's your weekend? I had a good day Saturday. Uh, then bet one game yesterday and lost that. So kind of back and forth, but looking forward to a new week. Kind of a short Monday as far as Major League Baseball schedules go, uh, go but uh, yeah, it, it, a lot took place over the weekend that we can talk about. Well, and and what uh, what were the highlights of your weekend as far as maybe to help shape your handicapping uh, moving forward? Well, I, I mean, for me, there's no highlights or lowlights. I mean, you just take each day as it comes. Um, you, you can't rest on laurels if you had a, if you had a good day, and you can't dwell on on it if you had a bad day. So every day is a new day. But looking forward to one thing. Just want to throw this out there. The Red Sox uh, lost three out of four at Kansas City, and they're now two games under 500. So realistically, they're they're out of it. And some interesting notes here. They've got 52 games left. They are playing 35 of those games in division, where they are 12 and 29 on the season. I think you can consider. Given the makeup of their roster and their current situation, <coughs> excuse me, just a blind fade of Boston in every game the rest of the way, and I think it'll make money. Yeah, because you think it's still sort of that branding traditionally and kind of almost like that, the Dallas Cowboys or Notre Dame in football. They're, they're a public team, generally speaking, and maybe still get some, uh, some inexpensive lines or maybe some inflated lines against them, even though they're playing at such a low level. I don't think you'll get that because, you know, the market knows the Red Sox are bad. But maybe they don't know how bad they might be at this point. It's a veteran team with some, you know, they've got a few guys that are not going to be there next year. Veteran teams that fall out of it after usually being in it, which the Red Sox would certainly qualify in that count, they can fall into that mail-it-in kind of mindset down the stretch. And most of their games vast majority of their games remaining are against contending teams. I don't think it's going to go well for them. I think internationally we have developments in all three divisions. First of all, after that really strong charge by the Atlanta Braves, double-digit deficit uh, behind the Mets. Mets were without Scherzer, without DeGrom. Both of those guys are back, and now they have a comfortable six-and-a-half game lead uh, in the East. So that's one thing in the East. The other one, just the – I mean, if I'm a member of the Milwaukee Brewers, why are we wow. why are we trading our, our, our one of the best closers uh, in the game? 
uh, I think it was a poor message sent throughout the clubhouse, and the team is kind of acting like it. And now they're two games behind the St. Louis Cardinals uh, in the Central. And then the biggest headline out here in San Diego, mm. I mean, they were throwing parties, counting down to the World Series and everything else, but – Oh, they made a trip to Los Angeles and got it handed to them. Lost all three games, none of them close. Run line was even uh, covered easily by the Dodgers in all three. It was a really bad weekend for the Padres, and they can under, underplay it all they want. Uh, this was this was not a good result for them. They still oh, got a really did. good team. They got they're going to make the playoffs, but. You know, I, you take a look at the Dodgers and take a look at the Padres, and it's tough to make a case right now. Even with Tatis almost ready to return, the Padres are just not on level footing with the with the Dodgers. Dodgers are a better baseball team. And, and, and I was wondering a little bit because uh, the, the the pitching rotation. Now, they did have Musgrove. And Musgrove, it's, geez, it seems like uh, since the local kid, he signed his deal, uh, he is he struggled. Uh, a, a little bit, but they did not have uh, Snell, who's been hot. We'll talk about him later. He's on the bump yep. tonight at Petco against San Francisco. Um, they uh, they did have Darvish, and he didn't get it done uh, last night as well. So, and um, and Gonsolin rebounded uh, for the Dodgers after uh, some of his struggles. Yeah, got, it's funny how things go. Gonsolin got lucky in the first inning of uh, his start. He got very lucky. Uh, there was a strike three call that was not a strike three call, and it should have been ball four, actually. Uh, and then a line drive with the bases loaded right at somebody. So who knows what would have happened if things had gone a little bit differently in that first inning for the Padres. But he settled down after that, and that's as close as the Padres got all weekend. I mean, they just got they got their butts kicked. All right, uh, let's look at the schedule today. And as, as Dave mentioned, uh, not uh, the most extensive schedule, especially in this 2022 uh, compacted season where they're getting a full 162 into a shorter schedule. But start off with the Mets. And that six-and-a-half game lead in the National League East, uh, Bassett is on the hill. Uh, he's been okay, a little bit inconsistent uh, as of late. Uh, but it's kind of held the rope, so to speak, uh, before DeGrom and uh, Scherzer could come back. 345 well, and okay. nine over yeah. Cincinnati. Justin Dunn will be making his first appearance <clears throat> first appearance uh since June seventeenth. Yeah, and Justin Dunn has struggled this year at the minor league level and his his issues have always been the same. He can't throw strikes. He just walks too many guys. Uh the Reds come limping in, they're not hitting the baseball. <clears throat> Mets are crushing it. The one thing you'd have to worry about, I suppose, is that the Mets going to have a tough time getting excited about this. Here comes a non-contending team. They're off a big series win sweep against the Braves. Uh, not a spot where, well, I, I don't know if there is a spot where I lay 340 in a, in a baseball game. Uh, I wouldn't do it here, but I, I'm certainly not taking the Reds. Part of the post-trade oh, oh, here. The wind is blowing out tonight uh, at City Park, City Field, whatever they call it. Uh-huh. So you might get some you might get some runs in this game. Yeah, that's a good one. And and, and those uh, those weather when you have mentioned those weather conditions, uh, it has uh, made a difference. So that total is nine, which is kind of a little high for a game oh, yeah. at uh, City Field that generally plays uh, pretty big. Let's move on, and we go to Wrigley Field, and 
Cubs uh, won a series uh, over the weekend against Miami. They lost the last one yesterday, failed to sweep. And now they'll take on the Washington, <coughs> the Washington Nationals, and everybody seems like they're just loading up against the Nationals each and every day. Keegan Thompson, the kid out of Auburn, has been pretty good. Uh, eight five with a three four eight ERA. We're okay at one point two seven. But Anibal Sanchez uh, does not uh, have a win uh, yet this year. ERA over seven and a half, and a WHIP at one and a half. The Cubbies, a oh boy, that's a big number for the Cubs. One ninety five and seven and a half. Yeah, too big for me. Even against Washington, Thompson has not pitched well in two of his last three starts. Cubs WRC plus over the last week is fifty seven. So they, even though they Won the series against Miami. They didn't do it with offense. Uh, it's just too steep a number to lay with a bad team. The Cubs still, they're, they're still a bad team. But I don't want any part of it in Sanchez. The uh, Toronto Blue Jays against the Baltimore Orioles should be a good game here. This should be a competitive. Yeah. This is a line that is bettable and not one of these uh, crazy inflated uh, post-trade deadline uh, uh, lines. But Toronto and Kikuchi and the Blue Jays have uh, started to hit. He's kind of been he's steadied. Uh, they're looking for about, you know, four or five innings uh, from him uh, from time to time. The Blue Jays have, have been hitting the ball uh, as of late. Uh, uh, but, boy, the Baltimore Orioles, they're four games over five hundred. Who would yep. have predicted that before the season started? They're 5-1 and one in the month of August. They're a feisty club. They're coming back plus money at home tonight against Toronto. Yeah, and Lyles has been a surprise. He's pitched well, especially at home for the Orioles. Kikuchi has settled down. Uh, since the managerial change, two starts, both pretty good. So maybe the pitchers uh, get it done tonight. I, I might lean under in that baseball game, at least in the first five. I think Kikuchi's got a chance to pitch well. And, you know, Lyles doesn't, he doesn't overwhelm anybody, but he's getting the job done for the most part for the Orioles. So I can see runs being a little bit tougher to come by early in this game. I like Baltimore uh, in that window at home. Just I like the positive momentum. It's something that we recognized early when they were just dealing with these ridiculous numbers, as if they had they were uh, you know putting out the team they've had the last few years. They're way better. They got just got some positivity moving with it. That just look like a team that comes to the ballpark ready to play every night. Five and one, like I said, uh, in the month of August. So uh, the game I'll be at tonight. And that is at uh, Petco here in yeah. San Diego. And uh, Alex Wood and Blake Snell now overall kind of similar numbers. But has Blake Snell kind of gotten something? His oh. last five out of six starts have been really, really good. Five of the six, one hiccup in Coors Field. And, well, that will happen for some pitchers. But, boy, the other five, Dave, one run in four of them, zero runs in one of them. Uh, I was at the game against Minnesota where he was popping it pretty good. His strikeout-to-walk ratio, minus that one game, has been excellent as well. Has he kind of recaptured some of his form? Oh, I don't think there's any question about it. He's pitching with a lot of confidence right now, and uh, I think there's a pretty big edge of the mound with Snell against Wood. The problem is they can say all they want. It was a rough weekend, and I'm not laying a big price with the team that's coming off getting shellacked in three straight games as the Padres did. So it's a conflict here where the pitching edge is, I think, clearly on the San Diego side, and the Giants aren't playing well at all. But that kind of a price with a team that's this big a favorite, uh, excuse me, that this big a favorite with a team that's playing on a losing streak, it's generally not a good, good strategy. 
How do you how do you see the psychological more bruised mentally know. after they got it, or maybe some urgency? Hey, some focus. We got to try and get something positive started. I don't know. That's I'm not in the clubhouse, and those are things that are tough to guess at. Um, I, I I can't give you a clue there. It'd be I'd strictly be you know, flip the coin. I, I get a feel that listening to them around it, they got to get something started. I think there's a little bit. Uh, well, the, yeah, but but, but but the thing is that when teams say that to themselves, they could be they might be pressing. True, true. Uh, we, we'll, we need we'll, we need to get going. Well, it's not. A I'd rather have a push. team that. i yeah. I'd rather have a team that's that's getting it done than a team that says, "Boy, we need to get it done." Okay. Arizona in Pittsburgh, and Pittsburgh's been competitive uh, uh, lately. Yeah. Um, when I look at the matchups and I kind of formulate my own line, I had it much lower than this one. Uh, Gallon, yes, there's an advantage at home, but does Arizona need to be 250 over anyone in, in, in MLB? <laughs> no. It's as simple as that. There's not a chance in the world I'm laying 250 with the Diamondbacks. I don't want Beatty, though, who returned to his, his form last start. Uh, he's an opener, but he got bombed. Beatty's a guy who's been a fringe big leaguer for some time. Uh, and the Pirates continuing a road trip. I don't want them. So even at the big price, all it did was get me out of the game completely. I mean, if it's $1.60 or $1.70, I'd probably go ahead and lay it. But uh, there's a big edge with Gallon on the mound. But I can't. There's just no way I can even consider that kind of a price. Uh, once upon a time, I had a little life with my Logan Gilbert, a 40-to-1 shot to win the AL Cy yeah. Young. He's leveled off, but he's had a very good year. For a young pitcher, he has. He has. But, but in very similar numbers to James Talion, who's also had a, a very good season. But you have to go back, and the same, the same Yankees lineup really got to Logan Gilbert last time. They did. On yep. August 2nd at Yankee Stadium, I mean, a combined 11 walks and hits in five and a third. You do the math for the whip there. They got six iron runs on, on on seven hits, and they they bruised him up pretty good. And I think when you have the quick turnaround, advantage to the lineup that's going to seek him right back again. I know Gilbert will be maybe a little bit more settled at home, but I think the Yankees are uh, have an advantage here in a quick turnaround. Yankees a, a slight dollar seventeen and seven and a half in Seattle. Yeah, I, I'd agree. And, you know, they're 15-5 and five when Tyon starts this year. They did get the bats going yesterday, so it wasn't a great weekend for the Yankees in St. Louis, but they did start smoking the ball uh, yesterday. I, and look, Seattle's not the same team without Julio Rodriguez in the lineup. Uh, he is a difference maker in that team. I'd have to lean Yankees here. When, when is he coming back, Dave? Uh, I don't have a date okay. in front of me. But I, I don't think it's expected to be a real long stay on the on the IL but I, but I can't give you that information because you're you're bet, you bet Mariners games you have to see if he's in or out of the lineup I mean he's a oh yeah I, yeah I did. yes and they didn't have a great weekend swinging the bats against the Angels uh Mitch Hanniger's due back so I would check the lineups there to see what uh who's playing and who's not for Seattle yep uh they uh you know they they split two out of four against the Angels at home, and that's a team there. Normally, they should uh, they should win right. that one, especially coming off of a um, a two out of three uh, series win at Yankee Stadium. And you know when they score an eight and seven without Rodriguez in the lineup, that's not sustainable. 
And so even the Angels are pitching. They could not score uh, that many runs. They scored 6-1, 2-3 against the Angels lineup. Uh, We're in agreement there. We both like the Yankees. Uh, Oakland and uh, is the last game. Oakland and uh, the uh, Angels, they'll be playing in front of about 1,500 in Oakland. (laughs) Cole Irvin and Jose Suarez here. Advantage on the hill to the Oakland A's here. Slight dollar twenty-five, seven and a half favorite. I don't disagree with that. I mean, Irvin's been in good form. His last five starts have been solid. His ERA at home all season has been outstanding. Suarez is off a couple of good starts for the Angels. Doesn't go real deep in the games, but he's throwing the ball well. Uh, neither team very much offensively. I think you can see an under first five here. Put this uh, so the first five on Oakland. No, first five under. A first five under. Okay, Max, uh, let me know uh, with that number. You mentioned Cole Irvin, and it's now one, two, three, four, five, six straight starts, uh, two earned runs or less, and he's yep. gone at least six innings in all of those. I mean, he is he's on a roll uh, right now, Irvin. He is, and he's facing a lineup that he should be able to contain. But at the same time, the Oakland A's don't hit much. Uh, so I think the pitching, the two lefties have an advantage early in this game. All right, the under in that game for the first five is uh, four and a half. Four. But you oh, have four, to lay four and a half. You have to lay minus one forty-eight, really? and that is at Bet oh, well, Rivers. Uh, no, I don't want to lay one forty-eight. No thanks. <laughs> so maybe find uh, find uh, another spot where you can get um, uh, A's lineup. Uh, the last uh, you know scored it's, eighteen uh, runs. The A's What's that? Yeah, the A's lineup stinks. I don't care if they scored. <laughs> it's very a bad offensive team. So uh, let's go in reverse. So you, you don't want to lay the four and a uh, lay forty eight, even though you're getting a really nice price in the first five under at four and a half. Yeah, I'm not. I, I'm not laying over. I generally won't lay over one twenty on a total. Okay, I do like Oakland uh, minus one twenty five. Uh, Irvin's in in tremendous form, uh, even though they're certainly a weak lineup. I, I still feel like they're bringing it uh, to the uh, to the you know to the stadium every night, and they're giving you a shot. I think we're both in agreement on the Yankees and the short number at one seventeen. Yeah, I'd have to go that way in that game. I'm going to tie you on now. Um, getting some information on Rodriguez, he is eligible to come off of the injured list uh, in a couple of days uh, this Wednesday. So okay. the uh, manager skipper uh, Scott Service said he's hopeful he can uh, come back to the team at that point, but. Uh, for tonight and at least tomorrow night against the Yankees, he will be out of the lineup. Arizona in the Pittsburgh, too big. If I, if I was doing anything, I would go Pittsburgh, but uh, we kind of stayed away from that one. Um, San Diego in uh, San Francisco, too big of a price uh, for that one. I kind of like uh, San Diego a little bit in that one. Kikuchi has steadied. He has improved. He was off to a, yeah. a rocky start uh, this season for Toronto. Um, the under in that one, Dave, uh, you like the under uh, nine and a half, or do you like under in the first well, five? Only, no, only first five. I never play, I never, ever play under full games. I might do that next year when they get rid of the, the ghost runner, uh-huh. but I will not play an under, a full game under. I haven't played one all season, and I'm not going to. Five so and a I'm half. Playing on, if I'm playing under, it's first five only. Five and a half minus one thirty six to the under for the Toronto Baltimore first five innings, uh, and that one I like Baltimore uh, plus a uh, dollar twenty five. 
uh, in that one. So, and uh, and that is it. Uh, anything else that we missed, Dave, or things that uh, may help our our uh, viewers well, with their handicapping? Uh, uh, the Red Sox notes I gave you at the top yep. of the uh, broadcast. I would definitely follow through on those. So they're off today and uh, see where the uh, Red Sox will be uh, tomorrow. They're at home against Atlanta tomorrow. The then they've got a one-game series in Baltimore, and then they play the Yankees over the weekend. Rich Hill will be, be going a, tomorrow. Could be a rough week for the Red Sox. Yeah, yeah, the Braves are still playing a very, very good. So uh, every Monday and Wednesday, our, our Major League Baseball update, myself, uh, Jimmy Ott, and Dave Koken. Don't forget, we're dropping also a lot of those college football previews right now. This week will be the ACC and the Big 12. The thing that interests me about the Big 12, especially, I'm sorry, with the ACC, where a lot of the, basically, recruiting season is at its height right now, a lot of mm-hmm. Class of 2022 guys are committing uh, over the summer before their high school season starts with the early signing date in December now instead of February. And the most highly recruited uh, quarterback in the ACC is probably about the 10th best quarterback in the ACC in DJ Ungalele. Yeah, the rest of that team is loaded, though. And going to be interested to see what happens in terms of really high-level high school recruits. Uh, I'll give you a prediction here. I think you're going to start to see top-level high school recruits sitting out their senior years in high school. And the reason for that is too much money on the line. Now that they're getting, they can get paid with the uh, nil contracts. Uh, if I'm advising a, a high school player who I know is a blue-chip recruit, especially at a glamour position, I'm not going to take a chance on getting hurt. Not gonna, not gonna up just. You're not gonna up just stock at all playing, and I, I think this is a horrible trend, but the reality of it is, if I'm advising a high school senior who's a, a who's got his commitment set, there is no way I'm sending him on letting him play. Clemson. The stock's not gonna go up. Mm-hmm. I mean, and there's now that you're talking about million dollar contracts, endorsements, things like that, for kids who haven't even taken a snap at college football yet. I don't like it, but nothing I can do about it. So we'll, uh, we'll see. But we'll talk more about uh, Clemson and Tech. Uh, their defensive line is back to championship form. I'm not so sure about the rest of the supporting cast on the offensive side, from the offensive line to the wide receivers to the running backs. Uh, and maybe the NIL, one of the biggest critics, they don't have just – you know they don't have a And M money, USC money, Alabama money at Clemson. They just don't, and so maybe that they are one of the teams that may kind of just knock down a, a notch. We'll talk about well, that later I, in the week. I, yeah, I, I think if you're not in the Big Twelve or the uh, SEC right now, the transfer portal might be appealing. You mean Big Ten <laughs> in the SEC? I money. meant the big big yeah. ten of the SEC. Yeah. What, yeah. Did I, what did I say? Yeah, Big Twelve. So they. Uh, oh, okay. No, not definitely not the Big Twelve. <laughs> big Ten. And there's the ones that are producing the more the most money uh, for their football programs. You can smell it. Football right around the corner. We'll talk Major League Baseball again on Wednesday for Dave Koken. I'm Jimmy Ott. This is the Sports Betters Paradise, part of the Bet Rivers Network YouTube channel.